1: Hi, everyone. Welcome back to What's Live from our Barangaroo studios. You have tuned in to the call, 10 stocks picked by you. I put them to two experts. We do it all in one hour on this Thursday, the 13th of October. Yes, it is. October always makes me nervous. October in the markets over the last couple of days have made me nervous as well. Let's bring in the panel. Grady Wolf from Bell Direct and Nathan Somersandar from Deep Data Analytics afternoon to you both Nathan, the the sentiment in america seems to be hanging on this inflation figure tonight they're on tender hooks um is it that bad yeah it's, it's a weird
0: one uh because i don't think it matters too much at all um because at the end of the day what we're trying to say is if the inflation is weaker somehow the fed is going to pivot yeah. i don't think that's going to happen because we've no, already no. seen a number of inflation data points that were beats i mean ppi last night was a beat uh, we've seen consumer spending um actually holding up quite well we've seen debt growing in corporates and consumers um, these are all bad news and markets are still holding up optimism but these are all bad news for the fed so I don't think the Fed's going to pivot, even if it is slightly weaker. Oh. But interestingly, the inflation data is very tight. Most of the forecasts are between 8 and 8.2%. So it's a really tight band that the market is sitting on. So, I mean, the reality is, it's either going to be a beat or a miss because it's, I find it hard to believe that we're all going to hit that narrow band as, as everyone expects, because you know, we all know if uh, everyone expects the same thing, it's normally
1: uh, wrong. Cruddy, well is everyone nervous at Bell?
2: Yeah, I think everyone right. is. Everyone's pretty nervous, but as Nathan said, it's not going to really affect much. We've seen all the Fed FOMC minutes coming out saying that they're going to push ahead with ag- aggressive rate hikes no matter what. So yeah. no matter what the figure is tonight, it's it's charge ahead from the Fed.
1: Well, I was reading a thing overnight. Was it from Morgan Stanley or JP Morgan? Uh, saying if it's more than 8.3% tonight, the Dow will be down 5%. Overnight, and if it's under under eight uh, percent, the Dow will be up five percent. I'm going. How
2: can what you predict that though? Yeah, yeah. Like, if if that can predict the markets, then I guess we're all just, in I the just, wrong uh, game. Yeah. Nathan?
1: I tell you one
0: thing: um, if you go into every CPI data uh, release, their market goes in with a fair amount of shorts, and we've had I think S&P down five or six days in a row. Uh, ah. So, the shorts are well and truly set up. So, irrespective of the data, you're going to get short covering. Okay. So, we might actually have, and this is the the outlier, we might actually have a hot CPI and still have a positive close for the day because almost every CPI update, there's been a decent chunk of short covering on that day on okay. the news. So
1: All right. Well, don't see, see, talking to you two is like, me going to my financial therapist that's good because (laughs) i was very nervous before this you've calmed me down and i thank you for that (laughs) all right let's take a look at the stocks we're going to be taking a look at in this half hour um life 360 a2 milk alchem boss energy and inghams there is a decent cross-section of stocks there is that so uh, but first up stock of the day i had to pick qantas and uh, the desire to resume traveling after the pandemic is boosting Qantas's uh, uh, bottom line, airline expecting underlying profit before tax between 1.2 and 1.3 billion dollars for the first half of financial year 23. It follows five consecutive uh, halves of heavy multi-billion-dollar losses. Uh, net debt is expected to fall to between 3.2 and 3.4 billion by year's end, beating expectations. Revenue for both business and leisure travel has soared by uh, more than 100% of pre-COVID levels. Um, And if you're paying for any tickets at the moment, you'll know where that's coming from. Uh, Fuel costs have climbed 75% compared to pre-COVID levels, but the airline says people are prioritising travel above other categories, helping to recover the increased costs. Workers set for a pay rise with the two-year wage freeze to end. So let's talk about shares up 12% today. Nathan, uh, what did you think of the update and quarter shares at the moment?
0: Yeah, look, it's not really a surprise. It was a solid result. Everyone was traveling. Um, it's it's a bit like used car prices. Uh, what happened about six, 12 months ago? Um, you, Everyone comes out, everyone flies. So the demand looks massive. The capacity hasn't responded yet. And management said that the capacity will respond uh, and prices will come down. And so the conditions will change. Um, Look, it was a solid result. International, domestic, uh, royalty programs, all of them were pretty solid Um, and they're doing everything. You know, this is not a great model. Uh, You know, when the cycle turns, this is an ugly model that needs a bailout. Uh, But so you have to worry about how this plays. So for me, Qantas is not a long term buy and hold stock. You trade it when it's cheap and you sell it when it's expensive. And we're pretty much back at uh, what two year highs. So yep. in that context, uh, you know, 580 is around the ballpark I'd be selling. Uh, I'd be reducing mm-hmm. my holdings here and coming back later. Um, reality is competition will come and capacity will increase. Prices will be under pressure. Um, and you've got oil prices that are potentially going to go higher. So that's going to yep. weigh on the sector as well. Yep. Um, and then if you, you know, like for like, Um, Look at the travel sector because the travel sector hasn't bounced So if Qantas is going to do better then travel sector should be doing better as well So I'd be taking money out of Qantas and putting it into the travel sector.
1: What what like flight center or hello world or Wedjet or something like that Corporate travel. Yeah, Uh, I can pick a few of them. They've got
0: massive shorts So uh, if you think uh, the travel sector is going to continue to do well, well those guys should be doing better. Okay, grady
2: i agree at the moment city has a sale on this and that's the general consensus um just for how long they can expect to maintain revenues per seat kilometer i don't it the first half is not looking positive they, everyone's got on a plane everyone's flying but the cost of living's going up so yeah. you how, how long can you afford to Mate, these... next
1: week i'm going to telethon in perth yep. you're a perth girl so. No. Can't believe the price of the seat. Oh, I God. just
2: booked my Christmas flights oh my home, God. $1,600 return on Qantas from Sydney to Perth.
1: It's extraordinary, is that? Which uh, in normal times, pre-COVID, you would have got
2: $500, 500 bucks. Yep, 500 yeah, yeah. return. So, so the inflation the is, is insane. And everyone's getting their travel out the way now. We're knowing yeah. the cost of living is going up. How long can these prices stay elevated to cover the costs Revenue stay high. I know that it's, it's a great result that they're looking to make a profit, but after such long years of losses, it doesn't even yep. recover half the losses. So yep. Yep. for us at the moment, it's definitely a sell because the, it's just mm. too high. Okay. and it's not going to go, like growth over time can't. Good
1: point, mate, the makes on other travel stocks. Absolutely. Of. Hello well, World's one that's catching Hello... our eye. Yeah, right. definitely. It okay. went
2: up. Um, it actually took a hit the other day, but they said that um, travel demand, and they're seeing their travel-related stock, or travel-related demand going up 325%. So right. they're okay. doing pretty well. Yeah. All right.
1: Let's uh, take a look at the stocks that uh, you want us to uh, to analyse. Uh, Taylor wants a view Grady on Life 360 the uh, uh, US based software company that so sort of, if you like builds a um, um, it's a, a an app a device that families can share with each other and your uh, kids can be on up with safety um, what do you think of Life 360
2: at the moment it's actually got a well, Bell Potter's got a buy rating on this stock they see it as really good amongst the obviously tech sector that's taken a hammering this year yeah. um, life 360 is maintained quite resilient it is down to the 47.55 percent year to date but that is amongst the tech stocks that are being sold off Um, but it's just down 0.2 percent over the last six months so there's a rebound in this stock which is great Um, they've topped 42 million monthly active users they've done the shift to the subscription based model which is exactly what we've needed to see in a lot of tech companies to maintain value over the course of the pandemic. And Bell Potter bases their view on forecast changes in terms of the 360, which is the pl- platform up- upgrade. Yep. So we've seen downturn in their um, hardware sales, which they've anticipated themselves. Um, so for that reason, they're shifting uh, f- towards the upgrading of the 360 model, which is exactly where they need to be for the guidance. So, um, And Bell Potter also expects the company to turn a profit in 2024. So this is actually yeah. one tech stock that is Looking pretty good for the house,
1: okay. So, uh, buy rating at the okay. moment, uh, Nathan like 360. Yeah, that's uh, this is a this is
0: interesting because uh, we've actually stayed out of all the techs, uh, from the end of last year mainly because of this cycle. Um, and you know, even in the investment committee, uh, we got out of Ordinate, uh, mm. I think it was like 10 bucks and it's now below seven bucks. So, you know, I, I think Ordinate and Altium is probably the two best um, tech stocks and even the best ones are getting hit. So you've got to be really careful here on the tech sector. Um, they're all, you know, a lot of them are loss making. Um, so in this kind of market, that doesn't work well for you. Um, 360 is actually okay. It's it's turning around, but it's still, um, you know, you've got to worry about a company that's still going to hit the profit because even the macro turns negative, these things can get extended and the disappointment is high. Most of the brokers have an upside on the stock as with most tech stocks. Um, it's one that's starting to look interesting. Um, I know a, a bro- big broker recently started initiated coverage on it. That usually, um, you know, signals there's things happening in the stock. Um, so that's for me. It's positive. Things are looking good. Sector is very negative. So it's the risk return at this point. It is one that I am interested in uh, out of the sector, but I'm not jumping in right now right. because at the moment we still are in a cycle where bond yields are going higher. Uh, We still don't know how far U.S. Fed is going to go. It really doesn't matter what the RBA does uh, when it comes to um, equity markets. So it comes down to what the U.S. Fed does. So till we know where the Fed is headed, um, tech stocks are still going to be challenged. So at this point, you want to be getting a list together of stocks that you like. I think this one comes into that list. I'd be adding this to the list, but I'm not jumping in right now. I'm going to watch it because you know you're in a downgrade cycle uh the sector is hard consumer spending is struggling uh, now is not the time to jump into okay. them but this is one of the ones to keep an eye on so
1: you'd put it in that ordinate sort of ultimate well,
0: it's not it's not ordinate uh i still you know I, but i think it's in the next echelon of techs with right. the potential of uh, going up it has it has the potential to be to have that uh, platform uh, thematic so
1: that's what mm-hmm. interests me, so okay. that's what I'm keeping. All right, uh, the next stock, um, Mick wants a view Nathan, on A2 Milk, the, uh, what we call it, the dairy marketing business, um, if you like, <laughs> that was big into infant formula in, into China until China got annoyed with us.
0: Yeah, look, it's, it's a classic story of when the wave comes, uh, you ride it, when it stops, Get the hell out. Um, And A2 Milk was the classic example of being at at the right place at the right time. They did all the right thing. It's basically a media company. Uh, It's marketing. Uh, Mm. What it actually produces is irrelevant. It's just a branding marketing company. And they were on the right side of the cycle. They absolutely murdered it. And then when the cycle turned, they ran straight into a brick wall. Um, As with most people with where they had huge exposure to the Chinese market and the margins were all coming out of the Chinese market. So the reality is, uh, people confuse it for a growth stock. It is a growth stock while it has the Chinese market. Without mm. the Chinese market, it's just a normal stock. Um, and in a normal stock, the multiple is still too high. Um, it's in a big multiple even now. Um, and consumer spending, competition, it's going to hurt them. At this point, it is not a high growth stock, but it's still attracting a multiple like a high growth stock. So that's what we're waiting to see. Can they? Um, actually pulled together a high growth theory and the model hasn't delivered the high growth yet so um, you're in a holding pattern i'm not jumping in i'll wait and see what management does if they can turn around the model uh, or they get china story going again okay. yes you might have the leg till then it's too early all right
1: grady
2: it's a buy rating from bell potter mm. um morgan's have a hold city and macquarie underperform and neutral so there's Bit of movement across the market but bellpot has a strong buy on this one um only because there's recent updates and and tailwinds that are so hoping to come in the next year with the sign milk the company in new zealand that produces the baby formula for a2 milk yeah. and ships it to china they've just had their license renewed until fy 23 february fy 23. so that's looking really good as Signlate's uh, shipments have gone up to china um are up 259 percent year on year so we know demand mm. for the infant formula and the infant nutrition is soaring in china they're looking back down under for options and a2 milk oh, so that favorable. market's
1: coming back a bit it
2: is coming back okay. which is looking to be the tailwind for a2 milk in fy23 um, the infant nutrition accounts for majority of a2's revenue so their revenue is 1.02 billion for the infant sector as opposed to compared to their just liquid milk which is 265 million so massive jump on that front um, but with the expectation of the china re-registration and milestones coming through uh we see definite headwind uh, tailwinds coming in fy23 mm. so for us at the moment, it is a buy um, purely because of this. And if they're able to achieve their high, t- high single-digit revenue growth, then we see it continuing to FY26.
1: Okay, all right. Turnaround of the cycle, according to Bell Potter. Um, Grady Jamie wants a, a view on Alchem, the uh, big lithium producer, the old Oricobra.
2: This is set to really benefit from global lithium upturn in the prices that are not set to slow down anytime soon. We know lithium stocks are the the stocks hot of property. the year this year they're yep. hot property and shares are up in this company 32 percent year to date and almost 200 percent over five years so at the moment uh, bell potter has a buy rating on this with an upgraded price target to twenty dollars and four cents per share it's looking up wow, to
1: 20 bucks so uh, another six that's 40 percent increase yes bell potter
2: yeah. loves the fact that they have a diversified portfolio well it's all lithium but they have they have assets all over the world. They've got two spodumene projects, one in WA, one in Canada three lithium carbonate projects all in Argentina and one lithium hydroxide project in Japan. Two are already producing. Um, so the company has a lot going on on the operations front. They're not a single asset miner which we know have been punished oh. lately like Liontown Resources on the Kathleen Valley front. So uh, this is one definitely that is going to capitalise on the EV demand soaring, lithium prices soaring, yeah. which are all expected to go above 31% in FY23. So boosted by t- per tonne sorry, across all the lithium um, offtakes. The company has um, cash equivalents of $664 million. So They have strong uh, funds to expand their growth opportunities. And the re- uh, group profit was $605 million. So this company can do no wrong, strong buy rating.
1: Okay. Um, Nathan?
0: Yeah, uh, it's, uh, it's a hot sector, all right? Um, if you've been there in the last couple of years, you'd know how much they've run. Uh, But you've got to remember how big they are. I mean, if you look at the, you know, if you're looking at Pilbara or Alcam, we're talking about 10 bill, uh, we're talking about 14 bill. Um, It's a massive market cap for what it is. Um, In context, the thing that you have to remember about is, uh, Grady is right, the whole EV thematic, everything connected to energy is on a rip. So whether you're in the old school fossil fuels or you're in the EV commodities, they're all doing well. And the thematic makes sense there's an energy squeeze going on the question would be is the supply demand dynamics yeah we are talking about lithium in the lithium side of things it's not really hard to find lithium um, it's everywhere um, yeah, i guess the process is one thing There will always be just like what we're talking about Qantas. when you have high prices you will attract supply capacity will increase and lithium is going to see that and can they compete on that scale I'm not so sure everyone's assuming that uh, current prices stay there which very rarely does Um, I expect everyone to respond and lithium prices will come back and again you also have the uh, the problem of is lithium the only answer I don't know I guess the technology will change and we'll get a few more EV options and lithium will be part of that so I don't think you're going to get these massive market caps being sustained margins will come off um, and you've got to be in the right place so um, are we going in after about two-year cycle in uh, lithium? You want to jump into a lithium stock now? Um, for me, that doesn't play well. I think you look for things that, where the supply-demand is in your favor, um, and obviously, coal had that benefit over the last year. I think the oil sector plays well here, uranium sector plays well there, um, and I would look at other things that have been beaten up. So, if you think that EV is the answer, you're not going to get EV without copper or nickel. And you can pick up copper stocks a lot cheaper. So mm. in that risk return for me, um, lithium stocks don't stack up, especially the ones that have had these huge runs. So in that context, I'm staying out of lithium. I know it's it's a hot sector and I
1: don't want to be in a hot sector when the market. Turns. Okay, so if you're already in it, say you've you've um, uh, made hay in Alchem and uh, some of the others so uh, Pilbara call lithium. Do you take your profits and run?
0: Yeah, I'd be look we've had this chat about what uh, what will you do with in coal stocks yeah. so if you're in whiteham and what do you do? Well, you play the same thematic but you just play it from a different angle. So right. I would be taking money out of um, coal stocks gradually and we've been telling people to put it into oil stocks, uranium stocks yeah. to diversify your play. And I would do the same thing in EV. I'd be right. you know if you're playing the EV thematic, you're not going to have EV without copper, you're not going to have it without nickel. Yeah. Copper stocks are cheap at the moment, much more defensive. I'd be taking money gradually every month and putting it into
1: a copper stock because okay. when the cycle
0: turns, you're gonna do
1: better. Okay. All right, uh, Simon wants to view Nathan on Boss Energy. Now, uh, this is the, uh, the uranium uh, producer. It's got a, um, a mine that it's, it's bringing out a care of maintenance. It's uh, producing. Uh, you put this into the calls fantasy portfolio not so long ago, are you still sticking with it?
0: Yeah, look, I think it's it's well funded. Um, management is pretty good. Um, you have to trust management around these things and the thematic is pretty good. Um, you know, we are seeing more and more uh, countries who already have uh, nuclear power uh, looking to extend and, and build more. It's always a political thing uh, to do this, but it's much easier if you already are exposed to nuclear energy. Um, so that thematic for me will continue to grow um, and you need the, the big scale energy support. So if you wanna reduce, um, I suppose, clean energy, if you wanna increase clean energy, reduce fossil fuel, uh, you have to have a look at options and uranium and nuclear energy plays a part of that. And I'm not here to pick and choose which one's right or wrong, but while that thematic is playing out, I think Boss Energy looks pretty good, mm-hmm. well-funded, uh, good location. So net-net, all of those things works well for them. They don't have any of the baggages that the others carry from their historical uh, problems. So it's always a good thing to have a clean yeah. slate.
1: It's interesting how we're getting lots of inquiry from viewers <laughs> on uranium stocks. the Yesterday on the call, we had 92 Energy, uh, which is an uranium explorer. But in Canada, um, 10Ks from the richest uranium mine in the world or something. Uh, Carl Kapalinga from Think Markets said, if you've got a little portfolio of just speculative high-risk stocks, he said, you'd put this in because it's in the right area. They only need to have one drill that comes up with good assays, and ninety-two energies on fire. Do you? I know you're you're in the boss area and Paladin. You've been because they're sort of bigger companies. Would you start? sort of bit of putting a bit of punting money if you like in the explorers like 92 energy valor we've got on the on the small caps coming up after the call today the boss of valor as well it's had a, a big um, uh, share price of shot up today
0: yeah look I mean you have to think of what your risk return profile is for your investment strategy and if you are one of those people who are willing to take the high risk you need to have a basket of stocks that you're going with the Uh, I suppose the numbers game, where you only need one or two to go well, you're putting a bit in each of them. And in that scenario, for me, the uranium stock stacks up, Uh, you know, if you look at the amount of potential customers six months ago to what they are now, it's a dramatic increase. So that trend suggests that the energy thematic is not going to go away anytime soon, and that thematic will continue to support uranium. So um, I think that'll keep going well, and I think you've got a pretty good window for the next six to 12 months to do well.
1: Um, what do you reckon, Grady, on BOSS?
2: It's it's looking really good. Uh, right. Speculative buy rating from Bell Potter with a price target that's recently been upgraded to $3.51 per share. The company's up 7.76% year to date at $2.64-ish a share at the moment. Um, at the moment, it's there's a lot of tailwinds and a lot of news coming out that's making this company look extremely favourable. Japan turning their nuclear power plants back on Japanese or Japan's looking down under for options for uranium and this company just had approval last week from the South Australian Department for Energy and Mining for approval of the company's updated environmental protection program for the honeymoon mine to be turned Mm. back on so the and they're expecting first uranium production uh, in the quarter ending December 2023 so it's quite it's Moving up the ranks, um, Bell Potter's recommendation: is spec buy, obviously, um, because it has an, a clear asset with low risk pathway to production in tier one tier one jurisdiction. So they're looking; they're in the right place at the right time, and they're going to mm. capitalise on this. Um, they've got an experienced management team, as Nathan said, with, in doing what they're doing. And with similar style deposits and the opportunity for exploration upside currently is not factored into the share price. So okay. it can go. It can only go up from here really. They've, okay. They're at the bottom now and they can just keep going. All so right. speculative buy because we're waiting on the first production.
1: Okay. All right. Let's go from uranium to chooks. <laughs> uh, Brandon wants a view on Ingham's, the big uh, chicken producer, farmer um, here in Australia is the biggest... I think supplies all of KFC and but also they're into feed as well. Uh, What do you think of Inghams, that food thematic
2: it's a recent downgrade to a hold rating and across the board consensus is neutral or hold across all the brokers only because feed remains a thorn Uh, the feed prices are through the roof they're historical highs and they're not set to come down anytime soon Um, so that's the if the company can't overcome the rising costs it will continue to be impacted financially so they either have to look for alternatives or continue facing the high costs they have increased their prices but that's not set to come in just yet. Um, but they will. They are looking poised to benefit from consumer changes in preference. We've seen beef prices soaring. So a mm. lot of consumers, as Woolworths and Coles have come out and said, are changing to chicken as their protein. So this is one form of benefit really for Ingham's on that front. But across the board at the moment, we had underlying NPAT fell 51%. In the last financial year, and the share price is down twenty eight percent when it mm. should be going pretty well. It's about a
1: five year low, basically. Exactly. Close to it.
2: Because and it should be going pretty high because it's a it's a staple. Everyone needs yep. protein in their diet in some form, and they've got the biggest, as you said, the biggest contracts. KFC supplying chicken yep. producers. So if they can't the overcome the feed, they're not going to mm. then they're not going to do well financially for a little while to come.
1: Okay, uh, Nathan, what do you think about Inghams? Here is. All right, we'll follow up your agriculture and and food thematic. But here's a stock that it is at a five year low in this sector.
0: Yeah, Uh, just because the thematic is good doesn't mean every stock's going to do well. Oh, all Uh, right. I'll I'll give you why. There's someone called a private equity got hold of it. That's the problem. Right. Uh, They took the assets out of it uh, where you get the benefit. I mean, if you if you think about a petrol shed, why does a petrol shed do well? Because it's a land bank, um, mm. the land is what holds the property. And in, in these guys, their land value is gone. Uh, it's been gutted by private equity and they geared it up and put it back on the market. Uh, and it plays well at that time, because it looks like low capex, you know, you're churning out, you've got all the main contracts. Yeah. The problem for this one is they don't have the asset value. Um, they're basically a leverage play on the cycle. And when the cycle turns, you get absolutely hammered. Uh, and uh, Grady's right. I mean, when you've got um, inflation going through, all their costs are going through the roof and they don't have a lot of leverage. They can only put up prices. Um, and yes, beef prices uh, have been, you know, you try and get steak at Woolies, the average 300 grams gone from about 10 bucks to now about 15, 16, 17 bucks. There's a massive inflation going on in food prices. And chicken hasn't actually moved as much. So I would ex- expect that to play catch up. Um, You can see most of the consumers have moved across to lamb, uh, pork, and chicken, and that's going to happen gradually. Uh, And so that will play to the hand. But look, I don't see feed uh, costs coming down anytime soon. Um, If you look at what the supply chain problems are and energy problems are, that's all going to hurt them. Um, And, you know, it's a tough one at the moment. I think it's pretty close to all-time lows since the float. Uh, It's been absolutely gutted. Um, But it's just it's just hard to get excited while they've got all these um pressures and you've got consumers under pressure and they've got cost under pressure so okay. they've got they've got tough times i i think it's one that i am interested in because it looks so ugly that mm. you need to look at it. Uh, but i don't see the catalyst that's going to change the dynamics in the short term so uh, without the catalyst there's no point being the uh you know picking the thematic that's uh, going to turn and you could be waiting there for years so I'm going to keep this on the list because it's so belted that when the dynamic turns, it'll have a good run. But it would not want to buy it right now.
1: Okay. All right. Let's recap the uh, first five stocks stock of the day. Qantas, a sell from both uh, Nathan and Grady. Um, they would prefer to be in the travel stocks themselves rather than, than Qantas. Uh, things like Flight Center, Corporate Travel, Hello World, groups like that. Uh, Life 360, a buy from Bell Potter, a no from Mathan. Same with A2 Milk, uh, buy from Bell Potter, a no from Mathan. Alchem, uh, a buy from Bell Potter. Uh, Mathan reckons all lithium stocks, if you've ridden them up, take some profits. Don't put new money in. Take some profits down, maybe switch uh, those profits into energy. Uh, Light Boss uh, Energy and the uranium sector, yes from both Mathan, a speculative buy from, uh, from Bell Potter, and Ingham's a hold from Bell and uh, a no from Mathan, but it's so ugly, it's on his watch list. Um, here on the call, we've been tracking our own high-conviction uh, fantasy fund, growth fund, it was picked by our investment committee. Uh, the October committee meeting um, is live for you to watch on the uh, platform, osbiz.com. Uh, let's check the portfolio update. In that October meeting, Ardent Leisure was removed. Uh, Babcorp was trimmed and that trimming was added to Sol Pattinson. insitech Pivot was trimmed as well and Seek added to the portfolio. It's waiting, funded by um, getting uh, Ardent Leisure out of the portfolio and the trimming back of insitech Pivot. Uh, since the 1st of March, the portfolio is currently basically line ball. So um, if don't forget to keep sending your requests into the call because that's the first filter going up. Any stock that gets two ticks goes up to the investment committee for adjudication. So far today, uh, BOSS has got two ticks, is still, is already in the portfolio, but it will come up just to be reinforced by the investment committee at this month. Yes, catch up with the last call tomorrow afternoon after markets close, grab a drink, and we'll have a galaxy of experts talking about the week and gossiping and what's going to happen for the next week as well. All right, let's get back to uh, uh, your stocks this half hour, New Farm, Paradigm Biopharmaceuticals, Best and Less, Medical Developments, International and Clean Seas Seafood. Uh, Nathan Scott wants a view on New Farm, the... uh, Basically, it's, uh, it's uh, a seed herbicide uh, business, uh, almost a seed bank for, uh, for farmers, if so.
0: Yeah, it's basically you're playing the, uh, I guess, the agri thematic uh, on a global basis. You get the seed bank play and you get the, um, uh, I suppose, the weed killing side of it as well. Um, they've actually improved. This is not a great model. Um, I mean, uh, it's a tough sector. Um, I think Elders is probably the best in the sector. Um, We like all three of them, Elders, Instec, Pivot and New Farm. Um, We like the chemical sector playing into it. There's been substantial um, reduction in chemical production capacity out of Europe, given the energy problems, and that's going to continue to play well uh, for this sector. Um, The food thematic is going strong. Um, Still prices are historical, you know, it's come off their peaks, but they're still so much higher than what they were before. So the Maori farmers, the, the food the thematic is doing really well and that should play for these guys. Um, they've moved more out of emerging markets, more into Europe, so that should help them. Um, I, I suspect it had a pretty good run up and then a substantial shareholder who has been sitting there for uh, I think it was nearly a decade um, got out and that took a bit of steam out of them and they've come back. Interestingly enough, if you look at all the food thematic stocks, whether it's Elders, instead Pivot or New Farm, the, if you draw the line of the trend uh, over the last couple of years and they're back at that trend. So mm. uh, they had a bit of a run. They've come back to the trend. I think all of them are pretty good buys here. Uh, all of them should be doing quite well. And especially things like Instech Pivot and New Farm uh, with what's happening in um, Europe, um, the food thematic, we should continue to do well for them and the global play will do well for them.
1: Okay. So a buy at these levels? Yeah. Uh, Grady?
2: absolutely a buy at this level from bell potter with a price target of six dollars and 75 cents per share it's up this year nearly seven percent and the ratings across the board city ubs macquarie all have a buy rating so this is one definitely to consider for your portfolio um firstly because in america north america there's less than ideal conditions so volumes and sales of their agchem product are at historical highs, so that's one benefit that's not set to change anytime soon. Imports are up 39% because of this. Pricing of acting of ingredients have contracted, has contracted, but but they do remain high at the moment. Um, but this, on face value, has been mitigated by the rising price of their their products, so right. negated there. And the outlook. So this company, interestingly, I loved this fact that the fact that they had um, the new seed. Omega-3 canola was the world's first plant base of uh, fish oil. So this is looking to be a tailwind for them moving forward because they're encouraging developments for the crush returns for right. the Omega-3. So this is one of their products that is looking yeah. to be really good and with an uh, obviously a push towards a healthier lifestyle yep, and having yep. the plant-based for a future. Um, this is actually a really good with increased sales on, the, on that front.
1: Okay. All right. So yeah. I ticked from both. Oh, sorry, yeah. Nathan? I'll jump into that. Greg is right that uh,
0: the the whole the corn um, based uh, move to grow omega three on a plant plant based option is a massive upside that's yet to be priced in. Uh, Mm -hmm. The other thing to remember is the fact that the weather damage that's happening around the world. I mean, whether you're looking at Europe with the heat or what's happening in uh, Western US, um, even in Asia, um, China, flooding is substantial damage to food supply. So when you got that kind of damage to food supply, food prices are going to go up and demand for um, fertilizers,
1: herbicides, uh, um, seed technology is only going to go up. Yep, yep. Um, and sort of everyone goes, seed technology, how can you have technology and seed? But there's been massive progress there, hasn't it? It's Absolutely. sort of two crops a year for a lot of crops are only just one. It's, Massive. Yeah,
2: and imagine being a company in the technology space in that space. That's yeah. where you want to be as a tech company. Yeah. You don't want to be in these outlook value companies. Yeah. You want to be making technology that's going to turn canola into omega-3. Yeah,
1: uh, yeah. No, no, It's fabulous. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, Nick uh, Grady wants a view on Paradigm Pharmaceuticals, sort of uh, uh, research and development group in therapeutic products uh, in Australia, a whole portfolio of, uh, of products.
2: They are spec by rating at the moment. They're trying to do, develop and commercialize a sodium, or commercialize a pen, polysulfate sodium treatment for musculoskeletal diseases. So in right. the osteoarthritis um, clinical study last week, their company soared 53% from Monday to Thursday last week four days just because they had um, their study came out showing that the primary endpoint has met injectable PPS for the yeah. phase two clinical Look trial. Look at
1: those spikes over the last couple of months.
2: Yes it's it, so it is looking good however and the reduction pain score wasn't even part of this study but it came up as reducing by 0.5 percent so mm. it's looking really favorable. It's um, it company has been listed since 2015 so we know that they're and they're up 268 percent over the last five years so yeah. it's the next steps are to include a six and twelve month follow-up study on this and move forward into the phase three study um, and they're pursuing their pathway to regulatory approval in the us as well so the, the spec buy rating comes from um, assessing the trial where Bell Potter thinks that the likelihood to pass the phase three trial is 55 to 60%. So okay. it's looking pretty good on that front. And But in August, they did do a capital raise, which diluted the shares. So that's possibly why the shares are doing so the way they are.
1: Going down, yeah. Yes,
2: but spec buy rating, um, okay. as we do see success on that
1: front. Uh, Nathan, it's, it is the story with these uh, stocks, isn't it? It is the binary outcome of FDA approval and when the latest story comes out?
0: Yeah, everyone's trying to cure cancer. (laughs) If only it was that easy.
1: Yeah,
0: yeah, I mean, these are, most of them will take a decade plus to become an overnight success. So You burn a lot of capital uh, during that time and a lot of investors have to give up their money so that these guys can prove it. So it's not about being there, it's about being there at the right time. Uh, when they're actually getting the success story and the cycle is with you. Um, otherwise, you're just there for years paying for them to prove the point. So it, that's the hard thing. So the first you got to look at when you're looking at biotechs is where you are in the cycle. And right now, everyone loves commodities. So commodities often use the bear, similar kind of risk return. So when commodities are doing well and in, in an inflation cycle, commodities tend to do well, biotechs are probably not gonna get the interest that it usually does. Uh, because everyone will be trying to pick the next thing that's going to punch a hole in the ground. Um, yeah. So biotechs tend to underperform during that time. That's one of the problems. The other one is when you got cost of borrowing going up, it's going to get harder and harder for companies who raise money and burn cash. And these guys will continue to raise money and burn cash till they find the cure. So in that context, you've got that. I mean, they've got a number of tests going, number of products working. That's positive, but they're always going to raise cash. They're always going to dilute. And that's the risk in this market. So it is probably not the time to be taking that risk uh, because as you can see with tech stocks, if you're not making profit at the moment, the market is not interested in you. And yep. You're going to struggle. You're swimming against the tide. Uh, there will be a time for it, but it's not right now.
1: Okay. All right, uh, Nathan. Eric wants a view on Best and Less Group, the uh, the retailer.
0: Yeah, jeez. Uh, I wanna like it because I buy from it. <laughs> so, you know, when you got kids you, you end up having to go there because they go through clothes anyway, so you might yep. as well buy good quality, sturdy, cheap clothes and they do well. Um, I think I think it's a good business. Recent listing has underperformed. Um, and statistically speaking, when you have a recent listing underperforming, you should not be there. And this has been a case in point here as well. Um, and but It's been ugly, but then so has all retail. Most retail has taken a belting. They're down 30 to 40%. So where do we see it? I think this is, actually, this is an interesting stock because I think it's a a lot more defensive. So that's one of the reasons, you know, I always talk about Shave Shop. Um, I think this could potentially be a a potential Shave Shop.
2: Hmm. Um,
0: Management has to really prove that point through the cycle over the next year. Uh, I'm keeping an eye on it. Uh, again, when Chevy Shop initially did well, um, uh, I didn't look at it because I thought, nah, this model is going broke. Uh, but it is one thing that I've learned that you need to look at guys who are quite defensive in this kind of cycle. And I think uh, best and less is mm. potential for that. So I'm keeping an eye on it. If the numbers start to tick up, uh, this is one of the retailers I want to jump in, but it's not right now because I think still going through some cycle. Uh, they're still
1: downgrading. You don't want right. to be in a stock like okay we had baby bunting come up uh the other day on the call after its uh big downgrade got absolutely hammered and uh both tim and rudy ha- had it as a long-term buy uh because it was just hammered so much they said it's one of the best run uh run retailers so
0: yeah it, it, it it's, it's an interesting one because it benefited from everyone else blowing up yeah they were the last man standing in that category and and the problem was, obviously, with what's happening with supply chains and uh, inflation and all that hit them. So, um, yeah, I, it's it's an interesting one. Do they have the moat that we think they do? Uh, it's not a visa. So I'd right. be a bit careful.
1: Okay. Uh, Grady, best and less?
2: Best and less for the reason, a few reasons, actually, is a buy rating from Bell Potter with a price target of two dollars and ninety cents oh. it is as Nathan said at that bottom they've been hammered since they um, since they listed and there's a few reasons that we have a buy rating on them first of all there's a massive shift in consumer spending to value buying mm-hmm. that you don't see high prices anymore there's a high cost of living interest rates are only going up at the moment so everyone is shopping for value they're not shopping yep. for fashion for anymore. Even, and Nathan, even <laughs> myself, I'm shopping at Kmart <coughs> these days yep. and I'm loving it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so they have All a the, dominant share. Once,
0: once you go Tajay, you never go
2: back. Oh, Tajay <laughs> is bougie this year, Nathan. <laughs> um, so they will benefit from the shift in consumer shopping to value. They have defensive products and their defensive model, as Nathan said, they, they, the product has less, is less discretionary and has a higher, um, higher replacement cycle. So we know their defensive on that front and the company is resilient in previous economic cycles with this migration to value so i don't see why they wouldn't be resilient now and also they're leading their margins against their competitors so and their inventory as well turnover is really sizable so for those reasons we see value is the way forward for at least a little while to come so definitely a buy rating okay
1: with the target price of 290 290 at the moment all right, uh, let's uh, move back into pharmaceuticals, uh, medical. Uh, Kenny Grady wants to be on Medical Developments International, a big healthcare company as the name implies. Pharmaceutical drugs, medical and veterinary equipment. I suppose they're most famous for the, the green whistle pain relief, uh, Pentrox, which most paramedics uh, have in the ambulance
2: the green whistle. (laughs) (laughs) It is everyone who's in pain's favourite medication. So Bellpot has a spec buy rating on this stock with a price target of $2.25. Shares are down 67% year to date but we do know that's because of the healthcare sector going down. Um, According to Bellpot research it's the the most valuable painkiller. So, we have a spec buy rating for a number of reasons. Growth strategy is a big one. They're direct, they've established a direct sales team in Europe and in and they've also got distributors across the UK. So that's to move, um, and they're looking to move the reliance on this product out of just ambulances and into the emergency departments, which is a much bigger oh, scope yeah. for the product. So <laughs> at the moment that we see them, you get them in the, in the ambulance and once yep. you get into the emergency department, you have uh iv drips you have oral tablets it's there's no use for it so they're trying to break that barrier down um through distribution and so direct sales teams to say this is the painkiller to use in the emergency room doors as well so um the fda in the usa also lifted their clinical hold on this product in march this year so now they can pursue their phase three clinical trial in pursuit of that fda approval so right. that's another um tailwind for them and their fy22 performance was great they had re- re- solid growth in sales of Pentrox, and so the way forward for them is to break that barrier down of that this Panthrox, the green the green whistle, is their way forward for all emergency across the world, not right. just in ambulances. Right. So for that reason, okay. spec buy at the moment.
1: And FDA approval. FDA
2: that approval awaiting.
1: A, a shot in the arm. Uh, Matham, what do you think of medical developments? Oh, look, if you've been a shareholder,
0: you want to get a green whistle and wait on it. There has <laughs> been a lot of pain. Um, but it's it, it, unlike most other biotechs, uh where you're trying to get the product these guys actually have a product i mean it's a proven product it's being used um you know they use it on you know sports in australia all the time so you you see a footy player break their legs or you know do some serious damage straight away you bite on the whistle and it works quite well Uh, and it also works in the thematic of peptoid um, uh, i guess issues in the u.s um and this one kind of answers that question as well it's you know, it's it's like the I, I guess when you were, were talking about a 2 mil before, uh, China story was the main thing in medical uh, international MVP. It's about the US. If they get the FDA approval, this could be a ten bagger. That's that's how this oh. stock could change. Right. And that's the problem. That's the good thing and the bad thing. The good thing is if they get an FDA approval and it's you know um, available through US, this could potentially go ten times. Uh, the problem is. They've been trying to get there and they've had issues getting through the FDA, getting blocked, all of those things for a number of years now. Now that's been weighing on them and the stock has kept on tanking and tanking and tanking. So this is the problem here. You want to like it because of the blue sky. It's a massive blue sky. But the problem is it's been a massive blue sky for a while and it hasn't executed. I want to like it. I think the risk return works, but you're not going to put a lot in. I think you put a little bit in and you take the risk and you know it could go really badly but if it works you'll go through the roof so that's the risk return but i think it's worthwhile taking it Um, and management has disappointed but the market knows that and it's hurt them for it so So you'd have it as a
1: spec spec buy as well would you yeah i'd I'd go for a spec buy you put a little bit in because the upside is just worth it the fact the fda has lifted the hold on it at least i can start doing trials It's got to be getting closer, doesn't
0: it? Yeah, I know. But, you know, maybe I'm getting too cynical uh, as I get older. (laughs) No, not you. You know, we've been through these ups and downs with biotechs and you never trust anything till it actually works out. But look, the thing is the product works and it's earning money in other parts, but it's all about the US. If they get the US uh, play Mm. um, and if people get excited, if the market starts to get excited, as you
1: just said, that
0: FDA might be getting closer, the share price will start to take off.
1: Right, okay. Could be a really interesting one. Uh, our final stock, uh, Nathan Frank wants a view on Clean Seas Seafood. Uh, of course, it's into yellow yellowtail kingfish uh, production in South Australia. We, we hear about uh, uh, salmon in, uh, in Tasmania and a few of them have been taken out recently. This is in the Spencer Gulf in South Australia, and is in uh, tuna and kingfish. Yeah, look, uh, you know, you you know me. I love my food thematic, and yeah. this one plays
0: quite well. We've been big fans of tassel, and that's been taken out as well. So um, we see the uh, the I guess the benefit of the cycle. I like it, um, but again, it's a tough input cost, um, energy costs, All of them are going to affect. Inflation is going to hit these guys just like everyone else. Um, You need the prices to be pretty high to make it work. But again, um, it's an interesting stock. Uh, It is a potential takeover target uh, for someone who's trying to build a bigger portfolio, Um, and that's where I think we're headed in in this kind of market. You want to have a multiple offering uh, as a a producer. And I think uh, having a single product is always going to be tough. Someone merging them together is going to benefit. And I think that's potential in the industry. Um, It is definitely an interesting stock. But in the shorter term i think it's going to be a bit tough so i'd be looking at it um, you know coming in a in the pullback it'll probably come back a bit and if you can pick it up in the 45 50 cents um, i'd pick a bit and see how it goes i'd take a small bite and then see how it goes i'd be i mean part of the pun i'd be nibbling on these fishes for the next three <laughs> to four months and then see how it goes because i think the longer term picture is actually pretty good okay Grady.
2: Agreed. Speculative buy rating from Bell Potter with an upgraded price target to 85 cents a share from 80 cents a share. The company is at a turnaround. It delivered in the second half of 2022, it delivered a material turnaround with a bit in cost per kilogram, revenue cost per kilogram hitting an all time high as variable cost per kilogram has hit uh, 2019 low. Mm. So they've they've figured this all out. Supply chains have returned with cost of goods sold down 14% year on year. So they're controlling their costs. Their revenue is up 37%. There's more demand for fish, more demand for seafood. And seafood prices, as Nathan said, are beginning to trend upwards in the inflationary environment. So through all of this, it's really favorable. The company's figuring out their uh-huh. costs. they Going to benefit from more demand in seafood, as we said, beef prices are through the roof. So this is another reason that they're going to go up. And biomass growth was up 41% year on year. So this company is poised to benefit from a lot of tailwinds coming together and a lot their control and their operations coming under control. So okay. for us, spec buy at the moment, but yeah, it's, it's looking, it's actually looking really, really good. Yeah, okay.
1: All right. So uh, spec buy from uh, Grady. Nathan, almost there. Uh, but uh, has certainly got it on his watch list. Uh, that's all our stocks for today. and Somersendaram from um, uh, Deep Data Analytics. Good to see you, mate. Thank you very much for joining us today. Grady Wolf from Bell Potter. Good to see you as well. Uh, let's recap the final five stocks. Uh, New Farm, a, uh, a buy from both Matan and Grady. Uh, Matan's preferred stock in the egg sector is Elder's. Uh, is Paradigm a speculative buy from uh, Bell Potter and no from nathan. Um Best and less spec buy or, or a buy from Bell Potter. nathan has got it on his watch list, not quite yet. Uh, medical developments spec buy from uh, from both of them. If they can get the green whistle uh, approved in the uh, by the FDA in America, that will be a huge tonic for its share highs, uh, share price. But hasn't got it yet, so it's a bit of a binary outcome. And uh, Clean Seas is a spec buy from Bill Potter. And uh, a no from Nathan at the moment, but if it gets down to that 45, 50 cent mark, he would be very interested. Coming up on the small caps next, Nick Sladen tells us the stocks he's looking at. Plus, it's one of the best performers on the local market this morning. George Ball uh, tells us about the businesses, uh, uranium copper results. This is uh, Valor Mining and why the market loves it um if you've got any stocks you'd like us to uh, cover here on the call put them in an email the call at osbiz.com.au or tweet us using the at osbiz tv handle and you can see all the stocks in the call's portfolio at osbiz.co forward slash portfolio small caps coming up after this <laughs>